We are live. What up? Hello, hello out there, and welcome to the very first episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Woo! Yeah, we are N Y A M N or Nan or Nyan. How are you? How's that go? I, I don't know. I that. say nyan. Yeah. Or netizens. You can call yourself net netizens or something like that. All right. I hear an annoying song in my head every time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here basically to talk about K-pop and other aspects of Korean culture. Um, not through a message board or a comment section, but through our microphones. And um, you know, we're not afraid if you know who we are. Well, you know our, our voices anyway. Um, but yes, we're basically dedicated to open, honest, entertaining dialogue about what's going on in Korean entertainment, um, mature discourse, and you know, not just screaming about who's the hottest, even though we'll do that too, because I mean, we have eyes. So, <laughs> so that'll happen as well. Um, First, uh, I'll introduce myself. My name is Ash. I'm from the U.S. I'm from Virginia. I've been a K-pop fan since 2008. Um, some people call that the golden golden age of K-pop. Um, you know, I got in because of Rain and Wonder Girls, and that was it. And I've just been very, um, just very kind of interested and intrigued by Korean culture ever since. And my official co-pilot in this endeavor is Ms. Veronica. Hey, okay, so my name is Veronica. Um, I'm going to be more behind the scenes. You might not hear my voice a lot. Um, but yeah, I've been into K-pop also since 2008, 2009. Um, I got in because... Um, Wonder Girls, actually. Wonder Girls and Big Bang and Shiny and Rain. And um, I've been a moderator at Omona. They didn't since 2010 or 11. I don't remember. But, uh, and that's how uh, we met, Ash, exactly. right? Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, speaking of Omona, so... Ever since I've been involved in K-pop and got involved in the K-pop fandom on the internet, um, I've always had this cracked out idea. Um, I don't know if anyone here watches The Soup or watches those kind of shows where, you know, people just kind of riff on pop culture. I mean, everyone kind of does that now anyway, but I always liked those kind of shows and I was like, you know, K-pop needs something like that desperately. Just something where people can riff on it, um, you know, talk about different things and, and just, you know, just like you would talk to, you know, any, you know, group of friends or anyone, you know, together about, you know, any kind of music. I mean, on the internet, the internet tends to kind of make people go crazy for some reason. It makes people really like they get this weird pack mentality so you know people feel like they can't really be honest or you know say what they feel on the internet so 
um, podcast is a, is a good alternative. And I was just basically kind of knocking on everyone's door. And then I was like, oh, wait, Omona. It was like, they've got lots of people. And, you know, they've, you know, been around. They've got, you know, you know spot in K-pop community. And, you know, I wrote this really long, like, diatribe. I don't know, was my life story or something. Um, yeah, <laughs> when I wrote it, I got really excited, actually, because around that same time, I was getting into podcasts, and I was like, whoa, okay, this is a really, really cool opportunity. Um, I've never done it before, but I do like a challenge, so yeah. I think that it came at a really good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. glad that that was the outcome, as opposed to them being scared away by by my enthusiasm, because I think that's what happened with everyone else I talked to. <laughs> but um, ba basically, yes, this is just uh, this is a partnership with um, Amona. Amona, they didn't. Um, the uh, Live Journal um, community online, and um, everyone here are is um, a Amona member. So they post or they lurk or you know, whatever on the um, live journal, and they all, you know, volunteered and volunteered their um, time and everything to work on this project. So, you know, without Omona, without any of you guys, this wouldn't be possible. So, just want to say thank you for that. And Aww. yes, and I would give you all cookies, but I don't have any cookies. <laughs> um, and well, there would be no way to get them to you. But, yes, imaginary cookies for all of you because I'm just really glad that we were able to get this together. Um, but um, it's not just about me and Veronica. It's also about um, our, our, our other um, esteemed podcasters here. Um, some of them have previous podcasting experience. Some of them don't. But we have a great diverse group of people with lots of opinions. And um, I think you'll get to know them well and like them well. And I will start with Anna. Yes. Would <laughs> <laughs> you like to say hello, where you're from, a little bit about yourself? Of course. I'm Anna. I'm from Germany. And I'm 29 now. So I'm probably more on the older side of from from what I know about the others, correct me. Oh, if honey, you're you're not that far from. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're all old. <laughs> They're all old, and um, yeah, I got into K-pop around the same time as you, I think, around 2008 via Boa. Basically, I was a huge J-pop fan years before already, and through one a Nation concert, I got to know Boa, and then figured out, oh, she's Korean and not Japanese. Who knew? And that's how it started, and I never really got out of that again. Okay. Great. Thanks, Anna. And then I will go to Shannon. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Shannon. I'm from uh, northern New England, Maine. I promise we actually do have people here, not just most, and we're not Canadian. We really are American. Um, but basically, I think I joined K-pop in 2000 and. 10, I think. It was right when um, Lucifer came out. Um, and I fell in love with Shiny because of the tight pants and the long weave. Um, and I've pretty much stayed ever since, but I was in J-pop before. So, yeah. Alright. Thanks, Shannon. 
And next we have our um, token guy, Tim. <laughs> uh, hey, how's it going? Um, I'm Tim. You can also call me Murdy, um, which you'll probably hear both tossed around, which is cool. Um, I got into K-pop in like 2000, like late 2005, 2006, because all of my friends left J-Rock to listen to K-pop, and so I kind of went. Um, Rain is what got me into K-pop because he's uh, fantastic and uh, super amazing. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and uh, that's, I guess that's it. I'm from uh, Southern California, not Central California, and uh, I'm a believer. Yes, you are. Oh, I forgot. I'm also from California. I'm in San Francisco. So that's California us. Connection. Yeah. The only Ooh. two people from California. California line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. The German line is not a line. It's a dot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the European line then. All right. Line. There you go. That's okay. Yeah. I want to yeah. be in a line. Well, that's we have some other people that aren't here to today. Um, you can see it on our um, Not Your Average Netizens Tumblr, but we actually have other people that are also a part of the group and will rotate out um, as it, each episode goes along. So um, we have other people there from other places in the world as well. So check that out if you want to see the other people who are not in this podcast. Um, next, uh, Sade. Hi, <laughs> um, my name is Shade. I am not going to tell you how old I am. Well, actually, no, I am going to tell you. I'm 25 years old. I am from, <laughs> <laughs> from New York City. Um, and let's see, so I started off as a J-pop fan, and I'm still a huge J-pop fan, but I'm also, I also am into K-pop as well, and Boa was also my gateway K-pop artist. Boa and Seven were definitely the ones who brought me into K-pop and kept me there, and I haven't looked back ever since. I'm very excited to be a part of this project, so thanks. I, I, feel, a, I feel a future J-pop segment coming up. Yes. Yeah. K-pop versus K-pop. The yeah, final, that should definitely final be a That's, that's going to be fun. It's going to be so intense. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us listen to J-pop at one point or another, so we're just going to be like, wow. Yeah. I think I'm the yeah. only person who doesn't really know much about J-pop. Like, I, when I started K-pop, I got interested in J-pop because I thought it would be similar, mm. and I was sorely mistaken. I, I you have, have to know where to head. You guys have to know where to head. It's so weird <laughs> when people, to me when people say that, and maybe just because I listen to so much of it so I can, like, pull from both genres, but I'll tell you to listen to. If you want something and different. J-pop is so huge. There's so, so much going on yes, there. Yes, so. exactly. And okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna need to have a J-pop episode at some point. Yeah. Have to write that down. Um, Kiara, are you still there? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, I've been trying to like fix this mic, this issue because I don't know for some reason my mic did not want to work. But sorry about that. It's okay. Well, it's okay. You're here. Introduce yourself. Okay. Hi everyone. Um, my name is Kiara. I am 23 years old. I live in New York City, and I got into K-pop in 2007. I actually was also a fan of J-pop first before I got into K-pop, so I kind of just, you know, went from one to the other, and it was mainly because of Boa and Rain. Yeah. 
Nice. Okay. Well, that seems to be a good gateway drug. <laughs> rain is rain. And is rain. Well, rain is rain. So he's he's rain. I I always say that it, you know, this is the year that I'm gonna leave him alone. But I I keep coming back. So um, all right. Well, we'll get on to something that will um, I hope will become a semi-regular part of uh, our future podcast, and that is um, K-pop gossip and news. Um, not going to dwell on it too much, because obviously you can get gossip and news from a variety of places online, but mostly just um, anything um, that we think is of note and our opinions on it. And um, I was going to start with uh, something quite different, but I was notified um, about 30 minutes before the show started that um, a new um, a news item has come up. And um, this one, unfortunately, is not good for Beast fans. Um, so, um, Dong Woon of Beast apparently said on a recent episode of Nnet's Dirty Talk that one of uh, Ki Kwon, um, who is known for um, us having done blackface in the past, oh, um, and said that one of his uh, skills is that he has the swag of a black. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, black oh swag. my God. <laughs> this is coming from the best translation, but this, that's more or less what he said. Um, oh then, uh, later on, he uh, says something uh, negative about a picture um, of Dujun. Um, this is approximately what he said, according to uh, subtitles. I don't really like that picture, though. He looks too dark here. Mm -hmm. So... Um, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, and <laughs> which is great since they're making a comeback. Um, and obviously, anyway. that was their time to show out. Um, so, yes. Um, good discussion on this one, guys. They really oh. love being This is such a heavy subject matter. <laughs> yeah, talk about an opening, Jesus. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out with guns blazing. Like, what? I was going to was something a lot lighter, but this is this we is needed like, like a warm up. This is like breaking news. <laughs> no, so yeah, you know, can no. only go down from here now, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah That's true. I mean, see, like we, you start we out with fifteen minutes in, and now we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've we've talked about this issue um, amongst ourselves just privately before, but um, and obviously, Beast has had run into these, um, you know, race issues on the internet before. Um, I, you know, do you think this is going to really affect anything, though? I mean, there's, there's some, you know, obviously there's, there's some blowback on the internet because of it. But, you know, do, do you really think, I don't think it's really going, you know, once they start, you know, actively it's, promoting and everything, I don't think people will really... It's going to be an explosive topic on Omona, but yeah. I don't think it will affect their uh, comeback in any way. Yeah. So there's, there's like yeah. two there's two sticking points here, right? The fact that he used the term black swag, which 
is just that's the hot button. I mean, you can't. I, I understand when people say this, they don't say what they truly mean. It doesn't excuse them, um, obviously, but they're not saying what they truly mean, which is um, they're trying to say that they're they have like a hip hop swag. It makes it worse because. This is a guy who did blackface, and that's racist. <laughs> so um, you're done. Like, I mean, he messed up there. But in terms of the impact it's going to have on Korea, they're going to ghost over it. It's not. I mean, it's not a big deal to them, uh, unfortunately. The other thing is the dark thing. Um, that I think is probably going to actually get more heat than the other comment on, in Korea, only because. That's clearly something that is a big issue there for them. Um, you see the like blowback that um, EXO's gotten though for their dark com dark comments, excuse me, um, and it hasn't really stopped their forward momentum. So and unfortunately, I think this is probably going to be one of those things that just kind of gets brushed under the rug, and it's going to be a big deal to international fans, which it should be, understandably so. But I, I do agree that the um, the second point will probably be if it. If it is, um, if it all, blah. <laughs> if it is an issue at all, the second point is probably more important in Korea because of their whole colorism issue that is there, and that is not really related to the racism issue we perceive when we hear that. Right. There is a different dynamic there, so that could be more important. Sure. But yeah, it's not gonna affect their chances of a number one spot in a music show at all. I think. They, no one actually cares about that enough to not buy their CD or not vote for them. Does anyone feel like that they just like, like they know about this? Because I feel like the last we time when we know, had the whole right? blackface incident, that someone from a PD or something from the show that Kikong was on said something that actually responded to some criticisms and. Um, you know, it, it seems like idols are more aware of, like, you know, any criticism they may get online or, or anything like that. And I don't know, I feel like Beast may have, you know, some notion of, you know, what negative connotations that may have. So I think they should by now because it happened before and not just once. I think there have been several incidents with Beast, if I have that in my memory correctly. And uh, there have definitely been at least talks, and I've, I know that I've read about the fan community reaching out at least. So I, I think they, there, is a, uh, there is good chance that they know about it a little bit at least. And it's not like they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> at least I, I mean, hope. And there's also the, the one thing, and I feel kind of... As someone who is um, also um, of a different color, I uh, I feel kind of bad. Not <laughs> the one thing that really offended that I think kind of got to me more than than all of this blackface other stuff is was the time when when they had the fan there, and 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 they had the whole. What was it? You? She's a overweight fan, or oh, wasn't does anyone remember that incident? Yeah. Yeah. There was another thing. Only only five or four, six weeks ago, also with Ki Kwang, I think, where he was uh, saying something about looking out of the car and seeing ugly fans and. 
being annoyed that there were ugly fans around or so. That was also in the Mona article. I mean, yeah, I remember that too. It, yeah, it, it was really like, disappointing. It's like, like it's always this group. What is wrong with them? Like there's just obviously something wrong with them. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do they manage that they have someone in there that hasn't hasn't screwed up so far? It's like very unlikely actually. I don't know. We go down the lineup. There is there anybody that hasn't said anything offensive or? Well, before today it was Dong Woon, but that's out of the cage now. So yeah. <laughs> there goes that guy. I was... <laughs> oh, I guess not. All right. Well. <laughs> what did the troublemaker guy do? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think he's the only other one that oh, yeah, call okay. the last man clean. standing, basically, right? Last man standing. Last man. Somebody get that man a crown, dude. He did it. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Let's wait until the end of his career before oh, yeah, we crown yeah. him. <laughs> because if we, give him a, if we give him a crown now, he's going to screw up tomorrow. I know. That's true, yeah. Uh, don't give him yeah. any credit. <laughs> <laughs> Might I mention Kai? We were all rooting for him. And then, well. Yeah, he was like everybody's favorite. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, don't like even XXI. care about that group, and he was my favorite. So wait, which one of us actually likes EXO? Me. <laughs> that was the saddest, like, yeah, that was the saddest submission ever. Me. Well, Sorry. it's so hard because I don't actually care about XOK. I just I love XOM, and then Tao is my favorite, and he's always fucking up, and I'm just like. <laughs> Stop! Just shut it's... your mouth and be adorable. Like, don't talk. <laughs> very yeah. hard to like you. Shush. I like some of their music, but I don't really care about the people. This, this is a group I... I'd rather listen to than actually see, so that's that's new. See, I, I don't like their me. music. I just, I like the actual, like, members, and I hate the fandom sometimes, and I... So, actually, um, another one of our people just joined. Um, like I said, we have people from all over the world, and um, so that makes timing a little iffy, but we're glad he's here. Noah is here. Um, Hi, everybody. So, if you just want to say a little bit about yourself, Noah. Uh, okay. About your, about why you like K-pop or your relationship with K-pop. Uh, well, I got into K-pop early 2008. Uh, Wonder Girls, so hot, and yeah. and the rest, yeah, who's with me? And the rest Veronica. of the, and then it's yeah. Big Bang. <laughs> Yay! And then it's Big Bang, and and then it was then it's downhill from there. Uh, and then right now, I love to anyone. I'm a pretty much a YG stan. I hate YG, but I love YG groups. Oh yeah, um, and where are you from? Uh, I'm from Sweden. Okay, exactly. cool. So Sweden, Stockholm, yeah, up north. So <laughs> you, you share my pain of the late night time. Yes, you get a oh, pass yes, for being I'm late, Noah, because you're from from Sweden. You you get a pass for that. And my computer crashed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Darn technology. But, um, yes, I was just talking. I don't know if anybody was into that news piece, but I was just talking about uh, Chris and um, him being in China now and trying to be an actor. Uh, and apparently there was articles 
not that long ago about him getting doors slammed in his face and you know people were you know getting thirsty with the comments and like well that's what you get for you know mm -hmm. turning down SM and blah, blah blah but now apparently he's working with this Chinese director on something called Ice Fantasy or, or something um, allegedly and um, you know now everyone's you know, either people are like, well, you know, it's good that he's, you know, back in China, or they're like, whatever, yeah. uh, Chinese entertainment news can screw off to the Chinese entertainment section. This is a real comment from someone. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, but what I find way more Or uh, make as much money as you can, since you'll be having to pay up a lot, a lot in compensation fees to SM. Yeah, uh, I read, that's I read that a, one. Yeah, thanks, Naz and Buzz, but um, bitterness is strong there. Yeah, it is. Really angry that he left. Like citizens are not impressed. I so find it so interesting that you see now that actually other EXO members are now in talks for movie deals. I mean, I have never for heard. Real. Yes. Yeah, well, Blue Blue and I've Hattel saw already that. signed up beforehand. Yes. And it's like okay, so there are movie deals now, but are they pushing that now deliberately to make? themselves look better, or well, I no, never trust anything when it comes from SM. I'm badly burned <laughs> by being a very, very big hanging stand back then, before he oh, left. No. Oh, that must have sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sucked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I just admitted at that point that I actually like Super Junior after like a year of denial and I don't care about this guy. <laughs> Like, yes, okay, I like them, I like them, and then, like, four weeks later, it was like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Oh, God, yeah. Since then, I am very, very skeptical towards anything from that company. Are they even going to, like, replace Chris at this point? Is Have they said anything about Is that? Are they just going to act like no, it's not happening? No, he's not actually free yeah. yet. But, I mean, even if oh. mm -hmm. even if he gets <laughs> stuck in the contract, he's not coming back to XL. Like, that would be the right. dumbest decision. Happen. This is what this is what concerns me. So he's not free, but he's going to be in a movie. Either he is yeah. so confident that he's going to get free that he doesn't care, or he's or it's a lie, which is what I think it is. I think it's bullcrap. <laughs> or well, you always heard that, though. Right. And he's gonna get in trouble for trying he's to. Not be very movie. bright. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> not very bright. He's gonna get thrown in a dungeon and that's it until the end of his contract. Popular in China, like he has, uh, he has the second. I will say the second largest fan base in China for XO. And that was by a minimum before they broke up. Like, he was, like, squeaking behind Luan. So, like, he has a huge fan base there. So I think what the director mm -hmm. is banking on, because essentially the, the trilogy that he's supposed to be in, I guess, is, like, the Chinese version of Twilight, where there's really no plot. It's just a bunch of pretty people running around the screen being pretty. Um, uh, no, and, and they have pretty clothes. Don't forget that. I like that's those That's right. They have pretty clothes. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be just, like, a bunch of rich people that run around and do pretty things. Like um, Gossip so I, Girl, the Chinese version. Yeah. So I think they're, they're sort of banking on getting the hype, because it's not even like he's been guaranteed a part. They're saying that he's in talks for the part. So I think, in all honesty, it's like just... Like fast generating how, or... Like, whether or not he gets the part, I think will be decided on how his lawsuit goes with SM, and I don't think it's going to be finished in time for him to get the part. But I think it's smart PR on the Chinese firms to throw his name out as a possibility, because it's going to get interest in the film. 
it's also uh, smart uh, part maybe on on the uh, on the side of his lawyers. I mean, he has a huge law firm apparently backing him. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, I, I never trust any source I read until it's like at least confirmed in several articles and different translations or so. But he he has a law firm backing him. So uh, that, that was successful before. So they yeah. probably also the timing. Everything about this timing makes me think that they are doing everything very deliberately there to stir as much PR and media buzz as possible. Right. They do, they do not want to do this quietly. They, yeah. they want to do this as loudly as possible. Yeah. One thing because of the film that he was um, supposed to be in, the SM turned down for him. So I think that's part yeah. of him just being like, screw you guys, I'm going to keep in touch with this part anyway, because now I don't have to listen to you guys. I don't think it's going to work. But. The one thing I'm, like, that concerns me is like the hateful comments towards Chinese people, like, I can't stand that. There's a like, lot of that right now. Yeah, like, the oh, go back to China, or Chinese, why are we having Chinese in uh, That's Korea? why you don't train Chinese people comments, I've yeah, read I mean, somewhere, it's like, wah. Oh. Like, the comments that come out of people's mouth, like, it's crazy. I, I guess I can understand that. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of it's sensationalized. So I mean, I don't yeah. think it's like a majority of Korea, but I think it's just those are the comments that that make it to the top. It's easier to just one person to write them, and <laughs> people can thumb it up whether they agree it or not. And then it makes great publicity or buzz to like put it on Innocent Buzz and be like, look at this awful comment. Well, and you're talking about um, Asian countries here who are notorious for their hatred of other Asian countries, which still makes no <laughs> sense to me at all. But, I mean, that's not it's not a new thing for people to say stuff like that at all. I mean, it's no, the no. same with, like, I mean, you get it for everybody who's not Korean, essentially. Even if you're Korean but you lived in America, then you're American until you get citizenship. So yeah. it's, like, it's the same thing. They, they, that's the first thing. If you mess up, they tell you to go home. <laughs> they tell you to get out of their country, and it's it's not uncommon. I mean, that that's not that uncommon over where I live either. So, that's not a Korean problem. Well, I mean, in terms of, um, I, I'm just talking about in the, in this scenario. I realize mm -hmm. it's a, it's probably more considered a problem around the world that people mm -hmm. are pretty. Um, what's the proper word for it? Um, nationalistic. Yeah, nationalistic. There you go. Um, so, I was going to say I mean, xenophobic, actually. Oh, well, yeah. that works too. <laughs> Xenophobia hiding behind nationalism. Exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. That, that's probably more accurate. But, um, and it, it sucks because it gives being like, um, like in love with your nation a bad rep. Because uh, there's plenty of people who are like super in love with their nation and they have a terrible reputation because they're considered xenophobic when they're not. It sucks, but it's those people. It's the it's people who are xenophobic, which are a lot of people who are, um, who who are very loud that give it a bad look. And most people most people probably fall into that more so than they do just being like a national. So I don't know. Well, don't know. speaking of um, SM castoffs. <laughs> Um, JYJ is coming back. Hey. Don't they have to go to military? Oh. Like, define coming back. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are the they going to be performing on music shows? My question, will they actually be allowed to perform anywhere? Yeah. No, they won't. <laughs> that is yet no to be revealed or determined, I guess, by their lawyers. The but time, but they are coming back. 
So that's aren't they at least supposed to thing. go to the army at some point? Yeah, I was gonna say they're probably just gonna release something for the fans and then run off to the military because they all have to serve. <laughs> yeah, wasn't, wasn't there an article like a week or so ago about how two of the members already, you know, they already uh, they're gonna enlist. To go to enlist. Yeah, they're gonna enlist this year. Well, they shouldn't start releasing stuff if they're gonna go to the army, unless this is just like their goodbye. Why? Why? Why is it a big deal? If you're not gonna be able to promote. No one's gonna let you because if you promote, then you have to deal with SM's wrath, and no one wants that. So, I mean, they're essentially at this point, all the music that they make is for their fans and for their love to like make music. So yeah. it makes sense for them to do something and then be like, oh, this is my send off. You know, I'm not gonna be able to do anything, especially if they all go at once. Um. Why Are not? They? No, I, I, I think I doubt it. Jinsu isn't that going. That would be something, though. If they did. Jinsu is going soon because he was like panicking that everyone would forget him. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh no, There's he's, quite a he's, lot of people in he's the, in a the very season, handsome, pretty right? boy. No one's gonna forget him. No, but he would like it was kind of sad to watch because he was like crying. Not that. <laughs> Who could forget about that man? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like how. How? Okay, so, um, on to, uh, more recent development. Um, AOA is coming back soon, um, with their, um, Bob haircut concept and song. Um, I don't know about these girls. Something, I guess the whole thing rubs me the wrong way because I felt like I kind of like the band concept thing, and they were in the same in the same um, you know um, company, seeing Blue, and now you know they did mini skirt, and so they're like, well, you know, that's obviously going to make more money. So they're just another girl group now, and I mean, even if they're like, I like mini skirt as a song, but you know, I feel like you know, like lots of other girl groups could have did just a good job with that song, and. I don't know. I just feel like uh, this is just a case of them, you know, wasting some good talent. I don't know. I I don't I don't know why I feel so salty about 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 them. I don't know why that's a personal thing for me. I think it's <laughs> I just like the band thing, and I was you know, and they have an extra member who doesn't even get to do anything now because they're like, well, nobody cares about the band, so we'll just. You know what? I think it's, for me personally, I feel like it's rooted in sexism. I think that AOA was, uh, I agree with you, I totally agree. I think AOA was super excellent as a band. Um, but if you look at what happens to, like, girl bands in, like, the Korean music industry, they get, like, totally ignored, even though they are just as talented as singing um, and as playing their instruments as their male counterparts, for example, CM Blue and FT Island. I remember there was and one group that came out called Sweet Revenge. Sweet Revenge? That came, oh, yeah, and, and maybe they struggled. I think there was Sweet Revenge. There was a, there was a group that came out, and they kind of got faced with the same, the same issues. Um, I think what annoyed me with what um, happened with AOA is that, like, because the band concept didn't work, that they totally scrapped it, and then it became, like, they just came, like you said, they just came back as, like, any other, like, girl group. And they, so they could like, have tried at least to, to reinvent the band concept into something right. that is unique enough yeah. that people, but I think bands have it hard in K-pop anyways, and girl groups have it hard, and then combine yeah. those two, 
and make a girl band, and it's like the under under underdog. Right, right. Yeah. They basically have no chance. Yeah, and the thing is, they come. I feel like the company didn't even really give them a chance. Like, no, like, but they try are harder. They messed up the bands that they already have. I mean, look at FT Island. Oh God, they got screwed so bad. Oh, <laughs> so poor guys. Um, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and say that uh -oh. I kind of disagree. Um, my <laughs> issue is that when AOA came out, they never said they were just gonna be a band. That's why there's people in that group that don't play instruments at all. They were gonna do both. And this isn't the first sexy concept they've had. They did Confused, which is still a sexy song. They've also done more than one band song. It just so happens that Miniskirt really hit, and now we what see like them being successful. So they're going to come back with something that goes along those lines. I feel like doing something different now would hurt their momentum, and that is True. a group that needs that momentum. I guess that's you, from you're, you're thinking like a manager, Tim. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's not... <laughs> Everyone in K-pop thinks like a manager. Yeah, the issue is you're thinking of these people like like um people, not products. Yeah, and they're they're and you're also <laughs> thinking of the music industry as like a music industry where all of these artists are like here and they're here for the love of the music. Like some of these guys, this is their job. Like you can see that some of these people don't love music. They like being an idol. They like being famous. So that's important. Also, a group making it is important for them to hit. So even if they want they could come back to this band thing. They can come back to it if they chose to. That's a thing. But they have to hit first because they weren't hitting with the band thing. So would you rather them keep to the band thing, never hit, and then disappear? I, I mean... Exactly. Become another Led Apple, for instance? Yeah. As long as they don't oh. have yeah. I'll be okay. I mean, they can I mean, they can do it again. I That's totally agree with you, Tim. They totally also have agree. they also have an opportunity to abuse the fact that they can do both by hitting and then doing like different versions of their own songs in the band, like acoustic versions. See, I would band. be okay like if that. they did something like that. It just seems like they've abandoned it. But you know, at this point, you know, maybe they will go back to it and do something like that. Maybe I would point, really like that if they did. If they you know had the band do like. Um, acoustic versions of their songs. I mean, yeah, maybe I they mean, can at some point do like a very low risk follow up promotion with something more band related. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can do that. You could put that on your mini album and then have that be the follow up promotion as a band. I, I think that right now, because they hit success, they need to try and move in that direction and then use the band as like a gimmick to pull people in, pull other people in. Because there's people who want that AOA band. I like that. I like that they are, there's people there who can play instruments. And I wanted, and I always thought I would get, like a miniskirt or confused acoustic or with the band because most of the talent is in the band anyways. You might as well let them do their thing. I, I don't know. I think they I need totally to agree. Head to the Did best. they have a solo concert yet? I don't think so. Right? Not no, that I don't think so. Not many girl oh. groups get a solo I mean, concert. I, no, no, no. Yeah. No. FX, <laughs> have they had theirs yet? Are you trying oh, to make me I, murder you through the internet? Got it. <laughs> Are you trying to make me murder you through the internet? My bad. Don't. I don't even have a fan club name yet. Really? That's yeah, they we don't. are nameless. We don't have a fan club yet. 
Can we call them calculus? Because that's what I was <laughs> FX makes me cry by now. Uh, not not the girls. Not the girls. They're ma the management of FX makes it's me cry. So it's just, it doesn't make any sense. This is going back to the SM thing. Like I don't understand. Like they're they're reasonably successful, but it's just like they. they SM, don't is, SM is spoiled because they have like they have Girls Generation, which is such a freak thing in the girl group industry to have such a loyal fan base and to have popular, like, general appeal. Like, usually boy groups have the really loyal, dedicated fan bases and girl groups have, like, better general population, like, likability. And FX has the general popular likability. Like, whenever they put a single out, it does well. They just don't have that huge girls' generation fan base, so SM treats them like a failure and it just drives me, like, Bonkers. And it, it drives me double, oh. double crazy because they actually get critically acclaimed reviews and and uh, music professionals oh, actually really like them and right? go like. The last album is so overrated. No, uh, Pink Tape is the best thing that SM has put out in so, years. Yeah, ooh, no, I don't agree. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. I do like how Time they out. have kind of a weird, like indie kind of feel. As I much totally as you, agree. As they much as you can have in K-pop. Like, they me, are one of the few K-pop groups that actually has some sort of distinctive style. Not many groups have their own yeah, style at all. It's a group singing Boa songs. Like, what? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they did a funny or die clip with Anna Kendrick. I mean, how can you, no, how can I you not love that? Musically, I mean, I always appreciate FX because I... Cause, um, Every now and then they'll put out the title song that I really like, and in general, generally speaking, and I feel this way with most SM artists, I enjoy watching them perform. But I really mm -hmm. don't think musically FX is putting out any different. Like the no. whole Elonic, Tectonic, Blow Sonic, whatever that shit is. Like that <laughs> is like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like they're not putting. Thank out, you. I don't know. They really are not putting out unique songs. No, like their title um, tracks are like totally. The title tracks are most definitely like SM manufactured. Like, here's a sound that SM likes, and we're gonna put it out. But I feel like their their secondary tracks and like their albums are just more cohesive, I guess, than any other SM yeah, artist. Yeah, never get title tracks. That's that's my thing. Oh, see, like my favorite songs aren't there. Like Airplane, like that would have been perfect for FX to do like a Japanese J-pop crossover. Like that is so J-pop sounding to me. Mm -hmm. And and SM chooses Hot Summer as their J-pop song and then wonders why it fails. And <clears throat> SM has a tendency to choose the worst track on any album for <laughs> any person to promote. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like the worst, the worst song on Pink Tape for me is Rum Pum Pum Pum. It's the worst one by far. And like, I, uh. I don't think I have liked any single from any group from SM at the first listen in the past me three too. years. Me too. SM, are you listening to this broadcast? <laughs> no, they're not. They have recommendations for you. I'm biased, so I mean, FX could do like fart bubbles, and I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the last song that I really was intrigued by at first listen was Shiny's Lucifer, and that was 2010. Mm. I think that was the last one that I that I that. I didn't like it at first listen, but at least I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like they really have a tendency to just play it safe because they know most of their acts, especially the ones they know that have huge fan bases that will 
buy their stuff no matter what. So it's just like, uh, whatever, but you know. How is that. something like Wolf playing it safe? Oh my oh god. god. That sounds we like. We do not talk about that travesty. <laughs> I still, like, I'm embarrassed for SM. I still maintain that they designed that song deliberately to be as horrible as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great version of what does the what? fox say. It just makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll go on to a couple of artists that have had recent releases that have, um, um, I, I would say, have done pretty well. Um, first, I'll talk about uh, Tim's uh, favorite guy, Young, who released yeah. uh, Rise uh, recently, and he just recently won number one on M Countdown, um, has song Eyes, Nose, Lips, had the controversial so uh, music video with the bed scene and the lady, and you know, it's doing pretty good right now. So, what do you, um, so do you guys have any thoughts on him? Do you think this is a, a you know, a, a, he's, you know, growing? This is a, a show of growth for him, or this is more YG interference, or he's maybe going backward? Um, um, as far as. I've Style. I can, I can start out and I say, the videos are shit. They, <laughs> I, I said, I said it. I, I know some some people like got really got got on my ass for it, but I think the videos look cheap. They look bad, and I hear, I hate to hear that. Um, but the album itself is actually pretty good. I I like it. What do you guys think? I found the video for Ice No Slips especially. It was artistically very pretty but I was bored 30 seconds in and it d didn't get more interesting but I love this song this song is so good I love this song I thought uh -huh. I don't know if any of you guys remember D'Angelo uh, yes this exactly. singer, and I thought exactly. he was going to maybe pull a D'Angelo at first with the with the, yeah. with the naked torso and and but it it didn't go there so unfortunately. I think he, at some point he started to dance and I was like yeah dancing and then it was just one step. But but what the fuck with his nipples? They like they they were glowing in the dark. <laughs> 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 what? Well, we don't know what they feed him no. so. <laughs> Seriously, look at the video. It's glowing. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't really look at male nipples that much. I didn't notice that. <laughs> like, Did anybody notice any other body parts glowing, or um, <laughs> anyone? Uh, uh, body parts, but no glowing. <laughs> what do you guys think um, about his hair, about his hairnet? I love his hairnet. I hate it. I hate it. It's, it's okay. I'm not even gonna jump into it. All I'm gonna say is that I the the thing about that video that disappoints me is that because I felt like he was doing a D'Angelo because I didn't I because I didn't I, I didn't get it I was kind of just like damn because that video is so sexy and it's so simple and I feel like for once if and, you know Tang's body is not what he used to be but I feel like if if they had gone that rule of just simple and sexy like that like that video would have been a hella successful that's all I got to say about that I feel like that's what they thought maybe they were doing, like doing yeah. something very simple and and, it was simple. and, and, and pure and just, not you know, pure. this is, well, not pure, but just like, <laughs> you know, simple and yep. and this is this is who he is and no frills, no backup dancers, no whatever, but I, I don't know. 
So, I, I feel like I'm going to be alone again because I actually <laughs> like that music video. Um, my issue, like, I can understand why people think it's boring, and that, that's fine. But um, the point of it wasn't about being visually stimulating. It was about providing, like, a video platform for this story. Um, and I think that the execution of it could have been better. I, I agree there. But I think once you got to the end with the imagery of the picture burning and everything, and then you combine it with the music video that followed it, that was a really good moment to see that they wanted you to just take this song for what it was. They also did it in one take, which you can't appreciate from just the video, unfortunately, but that's not easy to just do a one-take music video. Like, that's not... Nobody does that. So they did another thing that's kind of cool, kind of artsy, but very wide. thing isn't the one-take thing like the new 360 degrees camera at the moment? I feel like I've seen that so often in the past year. For like what yeah. one scene? That's not that's not one take though. That's what I mean. Like you never really see a lot of aside from like the flowing 300 action scene that was one take. How wait, often do you see wasn't, it? Wasn't wasn't like the Ringalinga dance practice video one take? No, the yeah. Ringalinga dance is cut. No, it was. Yes, it no, is. It wasn't. What about not, when they go through the hallway? When you clearly see the camera cut away to make yeah, it through yeah, the that hallway. Cut, that was cut. Okay. Wasn't wasn't the also, last year the growl thingy one take? Or was I it just very sneakily know. done? I think yeah, that, that was I don't one know because I don't know anything about EXO. <laughs> um, but I think we either, can. Either I, I do agree with yeah, him though I, that that's something that doesn't happen probably very often, especially in K-pop. That someone will do. You know, a whole video or a whole I, I, section of it in one take. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it could have been better. I'm not saying that it couldn't be better. I think well, technically yeah. it was very, very nice. Then we done. all agree it's boring. Like, <laughs> I no, think it's boring. I can't. The, I can, the I can put it in can also, You can also only do such a thing like one time. I mean, if you mess up that one take with a burning picture in the background, you basically lose a lot of money. Yeah, so, and I so also, I mean, a little I, bit I of a risky that. thing, so that that's nice. And I like the burning thing in the end. That that part yeah. like was what, the, the burning of the woman's face. That's no, the, the, bur the, the burning itself. <laughs> no, I don't appreciate the burning of women's faces. No. Yeah, you can't take it as just like, oh, he's burning some chick's face. What a terrible person. Like, they just have imagery for the song. That's what I meant. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you just watch it and you're just like, why is he burning? What the heck's going on? Why is he burning this, this chick's face like shirtless? That's stupid. That's not safe. Like, I realize. I I've burned pictures of women's faces. I can admit that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now next topic. <laughs> what about Anna the is 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 getting comfortable with the podcasting? I can tell. <laughs> but yes. but for the album, um, I love his album. So that is like exactly what I wanted in an album. And I know a lot of people complain that it was too many slow songs and all this nonsense. Um, I didn't have a problem with that. I thought good, that was. Though. I thought it was great. So yeah. Uh -huh. I think... really good. I love the way he used his voice on the album. I feel like we haven't heard him like really use his voice in that way in so long. Yes. And yeah, I think he wasn't over singing, which is beautiful. Right. Thank God. Thankfully. 
and every single track you really hear his voice you really hear um like the best qualities of his voice and the production like totally enhances i think i totally agree with you i i agree it was the album that we needed to hear from him it was the album that i've been waiting for for a long ass time because hot is i still maintain that hot was his best release um Not and I'm, i i i i'm very happy with it i love the album i think it's very good Okay, so going from Taeyong, what do we think about Psy's latest release? Which <laughs> oh, crap. Do we have to go there? Psy <laughs> has done enough for the music industry that he should be allowed to have all the fun he wants, and he did. So I, I'm not even mad at him. I thought it was funny. Um, it's clearly not a song either of them took seriously, which is the only reason that I can think it's funny. And um, Snoop Dogg is a hilarious old man, so I don't, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what you want. I love that Snoop Dogg featured uh, Psy in his song. I mean, who would have thought like Snoop Dogg would feature a Korean rapper? Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's sarcasm. <laughs> but I totally agree with you because Snoop was all over that track, and he was killing it. But it yeah, felt it was more like it. it felt more like Snoop Dogg uh, uh, featuring Psy as opposed to the other way around. It's, I agree with that. The video was fun, though. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it the good. video was hilarious. Yeah, I think it's I funny that you had uh, you had Snoop Dogg and G Dragon. Like that's a good. <laughs> it's always a good combo in the music video. And what did and what did CL do in the video? She was hype man. She was a hype man. She was dancing. Let her be. Yeah, but I remember um, it came out that she was really uncomfortable filming the okay. video, so um, so I kind of felt like they probably left a lot of things out. And you guys remember that picture where um, Snoop uh, took a picture with a guy in blackface? Oh, you I don't remember that. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I was I thinking that. that was probably for this video, and then they got a hold of like the reactions, and then they cut it out, which is good. That's fun. smart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank God. Somebody was thinking on that set. If any of you guys have, have heard of this guy called Mr... Popo TV. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I have his his yeah. videos are pretty well known. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and he got to go to uh, meet What's Up. They seem like nice girls. I mean, anyway, he got to meet them. And he's got, you know, pretty popular videos. I don't know if he's listening. I think he would be an interesting guest because um, I haven't been stalking him, but I do kind of follow him on Facebook, and he, he's... <laughs> I like um, how you phrase that way, I haven't been stalking him. <laughs> <laughs> technically, technically, but he does have apparently this uh, project going on called Godlike Entertainment, and I'm not sure exactly when it started, but apparently the, the goal of this is to kind of get together a kind of um, international kind of K-pop music going. This is his description on his Facebook for Godlike Entertainment. Godlike Entertainment is an upcoming company created by fellow North American YouTubers that began vlogging in the field of Korean, K uh, Korean pop. Using some of the methods used in the Korean entertainment industry combined with the methods taught in the North American entertainment music industry, Godlike looks to bridge a gap in the cultural barriers that language and music endure. 
Creating music as the first goal to branch to different fields, Godlike hopes to be the bridge for all for artists of all background and cultures to feel comfortable in creating music as well as various other arts. And more importantly, he apparently has a group that he has been teasing on his website that he has been working on. And he's been doing little like teases, like, you know, kind of YG teases. And <laughs> with, uh, there was a girl group with the, uh, does anyone remember the girl group with the French girl in there yeah. that was supposed to, I, I don't know what happened to them, but they were supposed to, to debut. And, you know, Chocolat obviously had a lot made of, of, of their members because they were not um, full um, fully Asian. Um, but uh, Korean, I should say. Um, but what do you think of this? Like, there's this kind of merging of people, you know, need to be a part of this thing. But Korea, to me, seems very nationalistic. K-pop is very much, I can see it being much, it's just their thing. And do you think they really would accept, you know, someone from another country, another nationality? I mean, they, you know, they have groups with people from other Asian, you know, countries. But, you know, I, I don't know how realistic it is and that, you know, we could actually, you know, integrate into, the, like, K-pop with non-Korean people. K-pop with, with non-Koreans. Well, Chat Future comes to mind immediately. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But is, is, he, but I, <laughs> is, is he actually really known in, in Korea other than... The stuff that is on the, his, his internet fame, I don't know if he's I, known in Korea. I think he wants to be, but I don't think he is. But I mean, I, I, I just kind of see, to me, it, it seems to be a pattern of people wanting, you know, they're not just, they're not just um, happy with just, you know, enjoying and the music and enjoying the, the, you know, and being fans of the groups. They want to be a part of it. Sounds and a little bit like uh, not not uh, in this case, of course, not white privilege, but there is still such a thing as Western privilege. Mm. Sounds a little bit invasive for me at first listen. I am not really informed about this. Mm -hmm. um, the the only thing that I see, I mean, I I don't think that it has any legs. First off, um, but the biggest thing to me is like I understand the idea of wanting to bridge into something that other people are doing, um, especially because um, I think the concept of like a Western Asian group would be cool in Korea. I don't think it would necessarily work, um, and that's only because of Korea's kind of closed off uh, attitude towards some things. But I understand, you know, the urge to break into another market or to, to make the kind of music that they make, right, because they're making music with our inspiration as well anyways. So the idea of turning it around makes sense. I don't think it has any real legs to, to pull that off um, because they're already hard enough as it is on Asian, like Asian Americans there in Korea. And, and if idea... you look at... If, oh, go ahead. If you look at groups that are already deemed too westernized, that are actually Korean groups, but they just have like the, this this image of being a little bit more westernized than other groups, and they are failing horribly, and not doing well at all. I I don't think an actual 
even more westernized group or singer or artist has a chance in that particular industry. Right. They do have, they, I mean, there are Western artists that are hugely popular in Korea, but they are, they are not like invading the K-pop space. They no. are like just clearly imported, like if Lady Gaga goes there and, go, and gives a concert, she is not suddenly in K-pop. She doesn't right. invade that space at all. She stays out of that. Well, part of it too. Go ahead. Like, look at I mean, look at Rania. Like, they tried to come in with like a Western twist on K-pop, and they failed miserably. Look at you, Kiss. They are already said to be too Westernized, and they are really tame in that regard. Well, it doesn't help that their their debut song was awful. Like, I love you, Kiss, but that that song was awful. That was horrible. I I think all of you Kiss songs are hot mess, but I digress. Thank you, I agree. <laughs> I kind of think you kids is about like... as popular as they deserve to be. So. <laughs> I disagree. I think there's a lot of bad timing on, on their... But again, okay, anyway, not, not the point at the moment. But, yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you... they, I think K-pop is so insular, and it likes to be insular, that trying to, to break in it from a Western perspective or a non-Korean perspective is just not going to happen at this point in time. Maybe somewhere down the road, but right now it's just, it's hard enough to debut in a K-pop group if you're not Korean, from Korea. Like, I just can't see a whole group of non-Koreans doing well trying to do K-pop in Korea. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. And it, it's the same, I mean, you could, you could go to any uh, like nation that has their own kind of brand of music. It's really hard for somebody outside of that brand to come in and do it. Um, I think... It's easier for, I think it's easier to imagine somebody coming from Korea and breaking into the Western market than it is ever somebody making a, like, real, um, like, American group that breaks into K-pop. I just, I, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I find it interesting because with K-pop, they love showing, you know, international fans being K-pop fans. Like, I was watching, like, the Dream Concert and they're constantly showing the camera to the foreign fans that are there at the concert. Yeah, and they especially highlight that, right? Yeah, and then yeah, they, they, they have do. shows like After School Club where they do the whole meet like meetups and stuff with like fans and they talk to fans and they do all the stuff with international fans. And I think they love that that they have international attention, but to actually have like non Asian complete non Asian people as a K-pop group, will be very, very difficult because there's kind of there's kind of like, oh, we want you to enjoy us, but we don't want we you don't to want be you part to mess us. with us. Yeah, we do, we don't want you to butt in. We just want you to. Because they didn't they until recently have like the law where you could only be if you were foreign, you could only be on one major news station. Like, didn't um, the Super Junior guy didn't he have to wear like a mask on like yes. a couple of those stations because yes. he couldn't be on multiple ones? Like, oh, I never heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know he was wearing a mask. For for I think three promotion cycles at least. Oh, wow. That was quite. That was a huge part of why he was so fed up later. I think yeah. it was up until um sorry sorry but before sorry sorry he couldn't be on TV shows. Yeah. Really. It was until after sorry sorry that they got more lenient. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. That's interesting. And that's, uh, he was he was not present at many performances and sometimes he wore a mask and sometimes he wasn't even there because of that. That that was uh, huge, and they they after sorry sorry something got changed there, and then uh, you also see an increase of 
foreign members in groups. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that Korea really likes the idea of foreigners um, in terms of like being their fans. Even like if you look at some of the groups, some of the popular members are foreign. So, I mean, they're they're slowly opening up, but to expect like a nation to accept a Western artist is as ridiculous as ex expecting a nation like a Western, uh, somebody outside of the West, like an Asian rapper the idea of them blowing up completely like all we have is the far east movement that that's like all we got and even then like most people i know tons of people where i could play their hit songs and people would be like i don't know who this is who who are mm -hmm. these people and so it's just hard going both ways you know also they all, i feel the um, acceptance of foreign band members is also heavily reliant on how they how much they embrace uh, sort of koreanness Oh, and yeah. how well they integrate yeah. and how well they assimilate into that. So be they, right. don't, they, they like the idea of something foreign to spice things up, but not too foreign to exactly. anyone. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you, like, yeah. okay. you also have to have a very specific look, too. Like, you can't yes. just be any, any yeah. foreign. Like, you can look look at Nikon. Like, he, didn't he say, like, oh, I'm, I hope to... Uh, like have a career in China, and they like get the fuck out of our country. Like now, all of the now all of these foreigner uh, like idols, they should be kicked out. Like that's the kind of like comments they have on Edison Buzz. Like, and I and I just and and I totally agree with you. Like I don't see it how they would go both ways. Like Koreans, like the Koreans want to, they like Hollywood wave, but they don't want the consequences when it comes to Hollywood wave. Like people want to, cause after watching K dramas or K or K pop, people want to visit the country. They want to live in the country. They want to study in the country. They want to possibly marry a Korean. I don't know, and and they don't want to have any of that. None of that. They they just want you to like them and from a distance. Yeah, of course, it's a marketing strategy. Yeah. Yeah, it's I in think huge like parts. Really there is a cultural aspect and a marketing strategy that is both at work there. Yeah, I think Korea is just really in love with the idea of um, being nationally or uh, internationally famous and things like that. And they, I don't think, I, I, I don't think um, it's disingenuous when they say that they're really excited to meet their international fans and things like that. Um, but I think it's more like we want to have people be fans of our brand of music. We want to sell in other markets. We do not want other markets to sell here kind of thing, you know. Well, not necessarily other markets, but we don't want a different brand of what we know as K-pop, you know. Because if, realistically, if an all-Western group came to Korea, their image and their sound would be entirely different from anything else Korea has right now. That's just the way. Even if they tried to be like it, it would be different and, because and we were you, all just different. And we, can we you just imagine the, the, the fuss it would make if there would be, an, I mean, part of promotion for anyone there is like to be on TV, to be in variety shows, to, to talk a lot, to get your character known. And if you put people there from completely different cultures that are not assimilating as well, that would basically throw everyone else off, that would basically mess up everything yeah, for a lot of so. other people. So I don't see that happening in the near future. I think... It, the, the opening towards the West from from Korea in general is not that far along at all. Yeah, no, that door that door is I would hardly even call it unlocked at this I point. Like, was, I mean, 
when I, I don't even know if they built the door yet. Like, no, I mean, it was it was weird because like when I visited Korea, like there was a lot of people, and I was in Seoul. Like they were they were friendly and they were willing to talk to me, but they were also like very shut off. And that I would do something, and I guess I would break a cultural norm that I didn't even know existed, and then it was done. Like I was like no longer welcome, and it was just so bizarre. And then I became the Russian. And I was, didn't know what that meant, but apparently it means something. I don't understand. But um, it's just I know weird. what it means. I, I don't. Well, you're laughing. I don't think I want to know what it means. But it was. <laughs> it was just like I feel like they're still so used to it being a singular culture that they don't know how to react when someone doesn't understand that culture 100%. And so I just don't see a foreign group. Coming off of that. Um, I mentioned K-pop secrets uh, a little while back. Um, some of you may be familiar with with the uh, site. Some of you may not. As a Tumblr, um, it kind of is a, another of the many offshoots of of um, Post Secret, um, which was the whole movement with people leaving. Um, you know, little. Um, confessions and 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 um, statements, but they're all anonymous. So it was kind of like things that people felt like they couldn't say, um, you know, in in person or say with their name attached or anything. So usually it was, you know, stuff. You know, so the the secrets be something really interesting or something really shocking or mm. something really emotional. I mean, that's, um, you know, that's a kind of part and parcel of being part of the internet and being part of these fandoms, which is is a huge thing why, kind of sort of why I wanted to do podcasts is because with the fandoms, there's kind of this hive mind, and you don't want to rock the boat or, you know, if yeah. you say something yeah. that goes against the popular thought, you know, a lot of people maybe the internet fans of K-pop maybe need to realize if someone says something or, you know, criticizes something about your favorite singer, it's not the end of the world. You know, maybe that is something valid to think about, you know. Or it could but, end in a huge fandom wank. Yes. <laughs> that, no, that will usually happen regardless. But, um, yeah. But um, there was something that I wanted to mention on a lighthearted note, I guess, from that I noticed on K-pop secrets. Um, uh, also, um, homework for next week. I want everyone to come up with a K-pop secret, and then we will try and figure out whose K-pop secret belongs to whom. In our, in amongst our group. Yes. Oh. Uh, whoever is able to join us next week, we, we have a rotating so, roster. So, so if someone comes like, actually, I don't like X, so we have a problem. <laughs> no, we'll, no, we'll probably, just, say, real, we'll like probably just be How able to, to, to knock it out as Tim like right away. We'll just be like, well, that's his. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. You know, simple homework for next week. Just kind of think about something that maybe you feel like you haven't been able to say to your fellow K-pop friends online or something that you think is an unpopular opinion, even though there's not really any unpopular opinion. There's always other people that, that think the same way you do. They just don't say it. I want to get to this um, 
<laughs> blog post really quick. This is the most unique post, different post I've ever seen on here. But maybe it'll get you thinking. I don't know. Um, it's about tiara number nine. So here goes with the person's post. I know it's a bit late. Actually, I want to do research for this song, but I'm too lazy, and in the end, I forgot to make the research. But the previous post, when I, which I stalk and scroll since yesterday, makes me want to Googling, what's so special with this number? And the previous post is number nine in biblical version, and I believe it has connection with the song. So I searched the satanic version, because I know, and also everybody, K-pop is related with Illuminati and everything that is against God. Oh. So here, I copy-paste it. Satanist and the number nine. Satanists take delight in the number nine for a couple of reasons. First, Satanists enjoy reversing, mirroring, and inverting symbols, letters, and numbers. When you turn the number nine upside down, you get six, which makes up the number oh. of the beast, 666, as revealed in Revelations 13:18 in the Bible. Second, oh, Satanists take perverse pleasure in commemorating the death of Christ, and the death of Christ is associated with the number nine. Mark 15, 34, 37 reveals that Christ spoke his last words on the cross of Calvary at the ninth hour and gave up the ghost um, for the seas died. This is what um, Then there's some more about Mas Masonic orders and the number nine. Um, so this is what she says here. And last week I accidentally read a website about K-pop songs with their brainwash technique. Um, K-pop oh, brainwash songs are going to turn you into a political assassin, or change your faith, or religion. K-pop brainwash songs are songs that have a line that repeats so many times that the melody gets stuck in your head. How many songs have we heard like that before? Songs and one of them is called Lucifer. Nine, when Korean pop girl group Kara released their hit Wanna. They were an extension of the Hook song. Like us on Facebook, at the time, Kara explained it's not a certain word repeating, but rather it's the sentence repeating which makes the sound more monotonous. But if the song goes on as opposed to the lyric, the melody will change. They try to come up with new dance routine for every performance in order to enhance the addictive lyrics. And Kara's hit Wanna, the phrase, it's you I love, is repeated more than 30 times to enhance his ultimate addictiveness. Four minutes, mirror, mirror, is absolutely mesmerizing. FX's rum, pum, pum, rum, pum, 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 will have you dancing along like you have no choice. You will love the Wonder Girls more than money and like money. Girls, Generations, Galaxy, Supernova will blast you into outer space. Special mention, while it is not exactly a brainwash song, because Andamiro... I'm not saying and Amira is not singing a phrase in her breakthrough hit Hypnotize. She sings the word hypnotize 40, 41 times. If you don't think that's enough to brain some, brainwash someone into loving a song, why was it such a big dance hit? So, yes, this it's, was posted this on today but, at 8 a.m. Whenever that person is smoking, they need to stop. It's affecting <laughs> them on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> I am so very this is the kind of thing people feel, don't feel comfortable talking about on, say, a general message board, but they'll, 
They'll post it on K-pop secrets. I can understand um, why you're not comfortable of talking about this in public because you would be locked up. <laughs> K-pop is is involved with the Illuminati apparently, along with Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Um, Everything is the Illuminati. So funny, it's legit, I was just talking yesterday about. I was sad that there's no more Lee Taman and Illuminati jokes on YouTube anymore, and then boom, today. <laughs> <laughs> But um, that's one way to look at it. I mean, if K-pop becomes really, really popular, I'm sure there will, sadly, there will probably be, be people that are willing to believe that, um, some of this stuff. But, um, you know, we also know that repetition is, is, is uh, you know, central thing in K-pop, obviously. And all you know, I was going to say, it's a central thing in music, really. In music, yeah, yeah in general. <laughs> but um, then again, Mozart has been um, Masonic, too, so it goes uh, all the way back, so... Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, you look at some of the fandoms, they're pretty devoted, so, you know, maybe... Oh, yes. you know, maybe there's something going on there. I don't know, but you guys don't have to come up with anything that crazy, but... This oh. was just <laughs> But that would be a challenge, come on. <laughs> but um oh. this was just something that I saw and I've never seen it before and yeah, that was it looked a lot more interesting than the numerous EXO posts on here. Um of people we could make up we could make up a catchphrase that we repeat constantly throughout the podcast and see if anyone <laughs> yes, gets brainwashed we'll, into loving us yes, unconditionally. Yes, brainwash people into wanting to listen to our podcast, yes. And then we really will be a part of, of K-pop. Something I was going to ask, ask earlier, but does anyone want to kind of share, um, I guess before we kind of sign off, um, anyone want to, um, I guess, this is a good kind of first episode question um, of why, because I get this from a lot of people being where I'm from in uh, South Central Virginia, um, not a lot of fellow K-pop fans around here. So you get a lot of people like, why do you care about K-pop? Why do you like it? Oh, God. Um, and I know that's a very a kind of a general question, but um, sometimes, you know, you know, there's some really interesting, you know, stories and, and um, behind, you know, how people get into it or, you know, what it, what it means to them in their life and does anyone have anything, you know, anything interesting to say about that or, you know, Maybe no. why you like it, despite you know maybe your other friends not liking it, or people other people not understanding. For the people that I talk to who don't understand, the first thing they always say to me is like, "Like, but you don't know what they're saying, right?" <laughs> and that is the most. That is just the weirdest thing, and I don't know if maybe just because I grew up, you know, hearing another language in my in my household, so mm. like the idea of not fully being able to understand just never really occurred to me. But honestly, music is music is music, and it's like it doesn't mm. matter what language it's in or what genre. If you 
feel something, then it's worthwhile. So for me, K-pop is just yet another genre of music that I thoroughly enjoy. And like, like I do have my moments like where I'll hesitate. Like people will say to me, like I'll be like I was I did I did a road trip to Boston recently, and one of my and the girls mm. I was in the car with, they're like, oh, put your put your um your eye your phone on shuffle, and I'm like, ah, okay, fair warning. <laughs> you will be some K-pop. You know what I mean? And I'm not ashamed, but I do have like my brief moments of hesitation. So I'm like, damn, like they're all gonna be looking at me, like, what the fuck is going on right now? But no, fuck that. Like I'm a K-pop fan. I love being a K-pop fan, and that's never gonna change. Uh, I wish I could be as brave as you, but I no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like because the because here the eyes they give me they're like what the fuck is wrong with you you're black and you're get and you're and you're and you're a guy or like and like they totally like the Asian the Asians who find out that I like K-pop they're like are you like what are you like but you're you're a guy like yeah. <laughs> but then but then if I say oh, I listen to Big Bang they're like oh well that oh, makes sense oh that's okay <laughs> that's okay that's a little bit okay or if I pop it in like if we're in the car we're in the we're we're having a party and and I put on like something like YG more like Big Bang and maybe like Twenty One's like older songs like. Like nega nega chechalaga, they're like, oh, this is pretty good, it's good. But like, I cannot put on like SNSD. Yeah, how K K-pop actually is. Right. right. Yeah, so, I I wouldn't say that. Like I. I feel embarrassed by listening to K-pop because most of what I listen to on my own time is like K-hip-hop anyways. So like if it comes on, all my friends, well, most of my friends like hip-hop. So they're just like, oh, whatever. And that's it. Because some of them like, I know like some of my friends even like like French uh, hip-hop. So hearing yeah. that kind of thing in another language isn't really a big deal. Um, but I also feel the same in the whole like, I can't, I feel weird playing like... To anyone's newer stuff or Girls Day or anything like that, like I would feel weird, like people would judge me, and it it it's it's kind of a sad thing I feel because I know that mine it mine has nothing to do with me being um, half black or anything like that. Like nobody nobody cares um, about the music I listen to because of the color of my skin where I live personally, and also yeah. most of my friends that listen to K-pop are either Mexican or black, so. It's not really a big deal, but me being a guy, like when I tell people I listen to like this group, or like if I know people from SSD, people are like, "But you you have a penis. Why would you listen to that stuff?" <laughs> like, like why? It's weird. Like, and then they're instantly gonna go to, and it's like a subtle a subtle way of like trying to question my like sexuality. In a sense, oh, and that's oh. frustrating. It's kind of um, yeah. yeah, because it, it which is funny since like Girls Generation are known for having their older male fans. Right, but that's a Korean thing. It's, it's, it's different yeah, in Korea because, because it's okay to be a yeah. guy who likes and girl groups. Girl, girl groups in the West were never marketed towards men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. for the yeah. concept, the Spice Girls like, were not for men to enjoy. They were right. really marketed towards women. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. even though that, even though you see these girl groups and they'll wear like racy clothing and things like that, it's not for 
dudes, and it never really, really was marketed strictly for them. They didn't make music for me to listen to on my own time, but at the same time, why does it matter what I listen to, you know, and that, that's the biggest thing. It's hard, and, and I can say this from, like, being a person who is in that situation, it's hard for me to, like, tell somebody, oh, yeah, I like this song by SNSD, or I love Miss A, like, and that, that feels so unfair, um, yeah. but, and I guess, I guess because of that, and because I don't like to be in a situation where I feel like I'm getting judged, I do it anyways, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, nah, I gotta just own it, I just gotta own it. Like wow. I, I have to do that now. I, I have so. by now I don't mind at all anymore because everyone who knows me knows my music taste is like all over the place, and knows and basically just like oh you listen to K-pop too okay that explains a lot. Um, personal reveal time I was a childhood op opera star basically. I was oh. a child child opera singer till I was fifteen. That is really cool. Wow. And then I went into No, 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 no. <laughs> Not at five in the morning. <laughs> and then, then I went into the punk rock and heavy metal and gothic scene in, <sighs> seamlessly from that. And I didn't emerge until like five or six years later. My mother basically gave up on me. <laughs> and since then, basically, everyone is expecting me to like the weirdest shit around and so no one judges me for that that is uh, pretty relaxing there so i have not i don't have the problem of, of ever saying like oh i'm embarrassed to like this and that music i feel i have hit rock bottom in everyone's expectations so <laughs> 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 well you exceeded our expectations anna cuz we did not expect that opera thing and one step closer to um you know, my secret K-pop group, but no, nothing else about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, wave your K-pop flag. I'm proud. I, no, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in the closet. Whatever is safest for you. We don't want you to be in, in any trouble, but... Um, it's so awkward, though. It is. It can be awkward. I mean, it's even for really me, it's awkward. awkward. I, I got known in my um, in DC in my graduate class as being girl that likes Korean stuff or likes Korean music from other Koreans, from Korean students from Korea because they didn't listen to K-pop because they were That's college the students and, and then they were like, "What are you listening to this stuff for?" And <laughs> they, That's you know, the I knew more about it than they did. Um, so. Um, it's it's interesting. It's it it can be a bit frustrating, but you know, it's it it is what it is. I mean I I listen I listen to a whole mess of, of stuff. I listen to instrumentals, I listen to soundtracks, I listen to a whole mess of things too. So my you know, my taste in music is pretty all over the place. And plus it kind of brings me back to being 13 years old and listening to Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like, especially listening to, like, the, the girl and boy groups. I think that's what initially, like, attracted There's so me. There's nostalgia there, yes. Yes, the nostalgia of, of being back in middle school and, and, and being, yeah, you know, boy groups yeah. and girl groups and, and I'm just like, oh, squee, you know, and even though I'm, I'm too damn old to be <laughs> you know, squealing over this stuff, but it's it's fun. It's fun, and 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 you know, even though even though 
especially, you know, we went in pretty hard on SM today, and um, there are definitely a lot of things that the Korean entertainment industry um, can improve upon. Um, they definitely have a formula. Um, they definitely have a um, that they work within, um, and it's successful for a reason. Um, you can always give people, if they ask you why you like K-pop, I can always give them a very superficial reason. I show them one picture of Nana, and everyone understands. <laughs> Nana is like the great unifier. Oh my god, that is, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but that is so true, because when I show people pictures of Top, and I make them watch him perform... <laughs> I guess that works with Top too, yes. Yeah. That's they know exactly why. It's like it's so superficial, but I basically I just go like, look at this woman, and everyone goes like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you need an entry track, right? Like you gotta have people. Watch them sing. I don't care if I don't understand what they're saying. Do you understand what they're saying? No. <laughs> Absolutely. I I'm waiting for Tom to make his American oh. movie debut. <laughs> Oh my god, are you kidding me? But, I would see the movie six times in theater. Yes. <laughs> but, I would own it on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> the language argument is so, so lame, basically. I mean, especially when it comes from people around he here where I live, where English is not the primary language. We all listen to pop music from when we are, like, in kindergarten age. Because it's on the radio, it's everywhere, and it's always in English. And even people that want to be successful in Germany tr make their songs in English by now. <laughs> and mm. you have English around you all the time. And most of the uh, kids don't understand really what pop songs are about until they're in like seventh or eighth grade. Mm. And so you spend at least uh, 14 years with not understanding any pop music around you. So why would it be different in, when it's not English? Right. True. Right. Right. Well, that is, I think that's a good place to leave off. We, hopefully this is just the beginning of a lot more interesting conversations. Um, like I said, this is our first episode, so we're just kind of, um, uh, kind of going along, going with the flow a little bit. But I do want to obviously tackle, uh, you know, um, maybe more concrete issues in the future. Um, and uh, I would love to have uh, people write into us if you have any questions, if you want anything that you want to ask us or opinions on. Um, and um, we do have a, uh, a um, email, email account. It's koreanpoppodcast at gmail.com. And um, I can assure you, if you send us an uh, email, you, it will probably be on the next show because we won't be ex I won't be <laughs> expecting anything. So um, um, definitely, um, if you have any questions, um, anything that you want us to just give our opinion on, um, I'm all for it. Um, uh, it's all about with the Tumblr and the Twitter and the yes, Facebook. it's all about discussion and opinion and um, opinions and um, you know I think you know for, first and foremost we're all about having fun. People are so caught up in the fandoms and the fantasy of everything. Um, 
and you can argue in, in, in some ways that this has driven away more people than has brought them in. So I'm hoping, you know, with this podcast, in some sense, we can help do the opposite and, you know, also, you know, help people, non-K-pop listeners, maybe will stumble upon this and get a better understanding of it themselves. Um, so I want to thank everybody they came to today's podcast, Cookies for Imaginary Cookies, for all of you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, whoever can come next week, um, you know, like I said, we have rotating groups, so it will never get boring. Um, you saw basically the kind of discussion we had. We have the pretty diverse opinions here, and it's all without planning. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so th um thank you guys so much for joining us and um we will see you hopefully um should be next week um for episode number 2. Um say bye everyone. Bye. 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 bye.